Welcome into another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm publisher Billy Embody with you guys. A huge week already at LSU with the introduction of Scott Woodward as the new athletic director for the Tigers. We'll cover a few other things in our podcast mailbag, but really want to spend the majority of this podcast talking a little bit about, um, well, a lot about Scott Woodward and what he's going to bring to Baton Rouge, this campus, in this athletic department, um, we sat in on his introductory press conference where I thought he was quite candid. I thought he was very forward thinking. And most importantly, I thought that he gave everybody in that room that was associated with LSU a feeling that it's a new dawn and it is uh, truly. A, a new positive direction for the athletic department. So Scott Woodward takes over as athletic director. Uh, he, came, he came from Texas A&M uh, by way of Washington and um, met with a lot of his head coaches uh, for really the first time in, in a group setting before being introduced and then was introduced to the, the general um, athletic department staff in a meeting on campus before meeting with us, the media, um, just around lunchtime uh, in the, inside the journalism building on LSU's campus. So, look, I, I think when you start looking at this hire, it, it's, a, it's an incredible fit. Baton Rouge native, um, somebody that understands how LSU, the politics in Louisiana, just everything works um, here in, in Baton Rouge and across the state. And uh, he's somebody who's who graduated from Catholic High, went to LSU, uh, went into government, you know, relatively for a brief amount of time, and then um, came to work for Mark Emmert at LSU in external affairs. And that's, I mean, you can't understate that connection um, there with the president of the NCAA, uh, who also, um, I believe, uh, uh, Woodward's. Uh, daughter married Emirates, uh, son or son, uh, married his daughter one way or the, the other. Um, they, they do a lot of family gatherings together, uh, I'd imagine. And, and of course he was his right hand man, um, uh, back in the early two thousands. Then he, he heads off to Washington and heads off to Texas A&M where he did incredible you know job hiring coaches, building athletic departments. And now he returns to, to Baton Rouge where, um, he's got his work cut out for himself in a, in a few different sports. He's going to have some decisions to make um, with the likes of you know women's basketball coach Nikki Fargus, I think, is one that many people point to right off the bat uh, where a decision needs to be made. And um, But look, Scott Woodward said in his press conference, and that's, that's what people wanted to know right away, is what are you going to do right away? Um, this is such an instant gratification type of uh you know, country and, and world that we live in right now, what are you going to do right away? And, and he said, look, I, I'm going to listen. Um, I'm going to take in a lot of what people tell me, make some assessments, and then start going to work. So for those, and it's funny, I, I talked to a few people, um, you know, across, across a few different sports that are, you know, wonder, jokingly, oh, well, I'm surprised that, you know, changes weren't made right away. Uh, you know, in compliance for in, in a joking manner, but 
it's true this will take a little bit of time before I think changes really start to to come as as he'll assess the athletic department and figure out what needs to be changed and or upgraded or what have you. So I thought that was a very obviously a good answer and easy answer for him to give as well when talking with the media for the first day um, about what his plan is. And so now I just really want to highlight a, a few things and, and I'll briefly touch on the Will Wade situation. Uh, he was asked about Will Wade and had he met with him and all that. And he said, look, you, you guys, he was refer- referencing Matt Moscone who asked the question, probably know more about it than I do. And, and, and I think that's true. I mean, I, the, we have been down here and entrenched in it for the last, uh, I mean, roughly eight, nine months whereas he's been entrenched at Texas A&M. And while you could follow things from afar, and he's probably a little bit more well-read on it than he liked to admit yesterday, he still has a lot to learn. And I, there's a, there's people that said, well, he, he already knows this or that, or he's been briefed. Well, look, I, I, one, the people that were in on this and really kind of you know pushing the buttons, you know, I know one of them isn't involved anymore. <laughs> and there's going to be other people who, who might not be involved with it anymore. So it's going to take a new, a new look at it. And while he'll need to be, be briefed, he's also going to have to collect his own information on it as well. And that's going to be a meeting with Will Wade at some point. Um, and, and that's, look, I think that's all that you can address with this right now. And, and I know there's some questions in our mailbag about Will Wade. Um, and about basketball in general, and we'll get to those a little bit later on in the pod. Uh, but in terms of his remarks about Will Wade, I thought they were, I thought they were candid, probably true, and um, about all you can really say right now on on day one on campus. Here's a few things that stood out to me, uh, truly, when when listening to Scott Woodward talk, and one of them is his remarks on resources and competing and look i mean he he quoted the he referenced the civil war when talking about the resources versus the north and the south and i thought it was a really really good quote so i'm gonna i'm gonna play it for you right now as uh, scott woodward addressed really i mean what it takes to compete at uh at that level oh William Tecumseh Sherman, when he was telling David Boyd goodbye here, and the South was very optimistic about winning the Civil War, and he told General Sherman that, hey, we have fighting spirit here, we have the people, we have what it takes, and this is going to be a short war, and Tecumseh Sherman in his very, very dour and sour way says, you know, you got it all wrong. You know, he has the great quote of saying that war is hell. But that's another story. But he told David Boyd, he goes, you got it wrong. He goes, the North has one thing the South doesn't have, and that's resources. And that war was won with resources, not with fighting spirit. So we have to have resources, and we have to have very, very competitive resources. And, and of course, Scott Woodward referencing there, just across the, the, the Southeastern Conference and, and across the nation in terms of what what he's going to have to do, and especially with this billion billion over a billion dollar capital campaign that's going on right now he's going to have to put his uh 
you know, foot on the gas and, and really get to fundraising. There's, there's obviously some things that are going on with the football program right now that are, that have facilities going on and those are, those are getting paid for and those are going to be fine. But look, the PMAC is going to have to be, um, addressed. The basketball facilities are going to have to be addressed. Tiger stadium seems like there's always things that can be done to, to upgrade it and, and all those things. But, um, look, I mean, it's, it's something that Scott Woodward was hired to do is fundraise, right? I, I think that's somewhere, uh, where Joe Oliva certainly struggled at times to communicate and, and get people on board. And I think that, I think TAF and I think, you know, just donations across the board are going to go up because of this hire. It, it's, it got kind of galvanized a lot of the support and you could tell that just from following it and not necessarily even being a, an insider, you know, talking, uh, with people inside the athletic department on it. You can see that from afar. Another couple things that stood out to me is I really feel like he was very forward thinking. And that was something that when Scott Woodward was hired over these last few days that people talked about, I wouldn't necessarily say people said, okay, this is the LSU just hired a forward thinking athletic director. They hired somebody that was a great fundraiser, uh, that can hire great coaches, all of those things. And he was very, very uh, candid in how to fix things like game experience, um, thinking outside the box to improve fan engagement. And so here's one part of, of really what was a long answer about it and, and how uh, to get more fans and more people on board, not only in Tiger Stadium, but across all of LSU athletics. It's, it's so much different and, and, and we have to figure it out. And I'm going to say something radical here, but we have to embrace everything. And I mean everything. And, and I'm not going to be a proponent of it. And certainly I'm not going to advocate it here with my boss, King Alexander, here. But we have one that's the elephant in the room, and that's gaming and gambling. It's legal in Mississippi, sports gambling. It's here. We better embrace it because people are going to be doing it. And it's saved the NFL, and it might be a savior for our sports. I don't know that, but at least we have to talk about it. And I know the presidents in their, in their meetings at the SEC are talking about it seriously. How we do it with integrity, how we do it with protections, how do we do it to keep student-athletes from being influenced and to protect them? Because it's here, whether we like it or not. And then, hey, do we embrace it for fan experience? I don't know that, but it could be something that we look at. There's really good stuff there from Scott Woodward uh, and, and sports gambling and, and uh, gaming. Uh, it, it was almost like he was, it, he said it before he said it, where he was not going to advocate for it, uh, but he basically advocated for it. And you can tell he's got a little politician in him uh, in a way uh, with, with just kind of what he said and how he handled it. So um, very, very good stuff there. I think that's something that obviously can, as, as college sports and as you know, professional sports move forward, that, that's something that can be certainly engaged more is, is the sports gaming and gambling side of things. I mean, look, it's going to, uh, it's going to continue to get crazier and crazier and there's going to be more and more options and prop bets and offshore, uh, you know, betting with, with the legalization of gambling might, you know, it's going to become more accessible and all of those things. Um, so, Anyway, I, I just thought he was very forward-thinking in that regard. Um, and when you look at um, 
you know, also what, what he said about uh, how he handles criticism in today's, uh, today's world. It, I think the answer that he gave, and I'll play it for you right now, about paying attention to um, just uh, really Twitter and college athletics and, and kind of how uh, the culture is going and how you know you need to highlight some of the good things. You know, and I always remind people, and you, you know, I always want to talk to you guys honestly, the press. Hey, man, only 20% of this country have Twitter accounts. And of those 20%, only 10% are active. And of those 10% that are active, only 2% are hyperactive. So they're creating all this noise and BS that, that's out there. And, and frankly, you know, look at it half full. Things are good, and things are going well, and we're doing great things especially at these incredible institutions of higher learning. And, and, and athletics is a key part of that. And that's how I feel about it. All right. So uh, th- those are just some of my thoughts on the Scott Woodward press conference. I really thought, I mean, he knocked it out of the park. But um, with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break from the Go 24-7 podcast. And, um, and, and we'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into the Go 24-7 podcast. You can catch all of our work on Go247.com. We're a part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, please, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Sonny Ship, Shay Dixon, also with me on the site, delivering you a ton of big news this week as, as LSU coaches hit the trail. Both football and basketball, the first live period for basketball, begins this weekend. I'll be up in Dallas where uh, the Adidas gauntlet will hit as well as the Great American Shootout in Duncanville, uh, one of my really favorite events. It's uh, something that I've been going to uh, almost uh, almost actually a, a decade now. Um, it'll be a decade next year. Uh, a really, really good event in Dallas that brings out the, a lot of the best in Texas and just in general. So um, the LSU coaches will be out on the trail, not expecting any official visitors for the Tigers on the basketball side of things this weekend. We'll have you guys covered on official visitors for football as it's shaping up to be another big weekend for LSU. A couple five-star targets checking in uh, to Baton Rouge this weekend. So make sure you check out the site, go247.com. Pick up a seven-day trial. See if you like us. It's a critical time for both you know, football as they continue to build the 2020 class but really basketball as they look to close out this 2019 cycle. And you can kind of get a, a, a taste of really, I mean, what a live period basketball weekend is like. Uh, 
uh, on the site where you know, I'll be out and tracking a lot of the coaches who they're watching. Offers could be going out, and uh, they'll be looking to, to really get a jump on the 2020-2021 classes uh, as uh, they also work on guys like Trendon Watford and Le- Lester Kionis and Kadeem Sai who are still in the 2019 class. So with that, I want to transition away. We've talked a ton about Scott Woodward. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, basketball recruiting? Uh, that's really what a lot of our mailbag is about. Um, but look, we're going to also talk a little bit of football uh, at the end of the uh, mailbag. But we're going to lead off with basketball here. That's what the majority of the questions were like. Any updates on Lester Kionis and Trendon Watford? So we had a big long Q&A with Lester Kionis right off the bat uh, on Sunday. And uh, he gave a lot of great answers about really everybody involved. He's got a final five of Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Memphis, and LSU. He's, as you're listening to this, on his official visit to Indiana today. I think they're a little bit of a long shot. But look, he's taking his official visit to Indiana. Then he's got one set up for Michigan. And then uh, he's announcing his decision on May 10th. And when I'm looking for a read on Lester Kionis, I'm looking at LSU Memphis still. Um, I'm not necessarily sure LSU has made up enough ground just yet to take over a pole position there. Um, But it's one that'll be right down to the wire. I mean, he admitted that LSU led at one point in his recruitment. um, And even shortly before the Will Wade suspension, they they led. And I thought that was interesting. As Memphis began to trend, he, he said, look, until the suspension, LSU led. So... And I think that's something that hold on to, right? He certainly um, had an affinity for LSU for quite some time. So can they get that back? I think there's two things to watch. One, Trendon Watford, does he announce before Lester Kionis? My feeling would be that he was Trendon Watford was originally scheduled to announce on April 20th. And Trendon Watford is the five-star power forward out of Alabama. Watford was originally scheduled to announce on April 20th. He's, he and his family wanted to push back a couple weeks. A couple weeks would end up really being right around that May 4th, 5th range. I could see that being more of his announcement window. And so if Watford jumps on board with LSU, which is where I, I think he's leaning at this point, then that would open the door in a big way, I think, for Lester Keonis to say, look, it's okay to jump on with LSU. And that might be the tipping point. Now, his his uh, AAU teammate, Precious Achua, who's a five-star power forward. I butchered his name, but super high energy, um, athletic as all get out. He kind of reminds me of Emmett Williams a little bit. But he's beginning to trend to Memphis as well. They were AAU teammates this summer. Um, and so Lester and him could team up for Memphis too. So it's... It's kind of, there's some pull back and forth and, and how does it all work out, but um, I can't get a read on Lester as much. I will say I, I do feel really good about Watford and LSU. Guys, I mean, graduate transfers and transfers in general are, usually keep it pretty close to the vest. Not many go on the record, not many talk about it. Um, it they're not regular recruitments and sources don't really give up any information about transfer graduate transfer market. So 
because look, if one school realizes that another school's in on it, then it can just it can kind of muck things up for them. So they're pretty tight-lipped about it. But if I hear of any that I can share, I certainly will. But uh, there's really going to be it's, any transfer graduate transfer market deal is is going to be pretty tight tight-lipped. Um, going off of that, uh, assuming a home run finish in recruiting with guys like Kadeem Sai, Keonis, and Watford, do you expect a similar style of play from LSU basketball next year? That's a really good question. I, I think one, it starts with who's your point guard, and and what I think that's Javante Smart. Uh, he's going to have another year under his belt. I think he can still play Skylar Mays. You can look. You can play both of them together. And then you have James Bishop, uh, who would be your third, who's going to get some burn naturally. Um, but look, I mean, um, I don't know if it's going to be as similar a style. Because look, you're, you're not going to have Nas Reed, who, who can handle the ball out on the perimeter, who can do this, who can do that. Um, you have guys like Darius Days, Trendon Watford, who can do that. But they're not... Like, Nas has, and whether people want to admit it or not, Nas has point guard-like skills for a big. Um, He can handle the ball. He can can play out on the perimeter. Again, whether people like to admit that or not. Um, I don't necessarily think guys like Watford and Days are going to take over that much ball handling out on the perimeter like they they did with Nas. Um, So I can see more of a situation where it's kind of a more traditional setup. They run more traditional sets um, to to get guys open. I mean, they, they're going to have to manufacture a lot more offense, especially in the half court, than they did last year with Tremont Waters, who would just kind of take over. And and look, I've, I've talked to – LSU's already in kind of self-scout mode, and I've talked to a couple of people that said, look, it, it's kind of incredible, and it's tough to put a you, – you can't really like – put a percentage on it, but it's incredible how much Tremont manufactured open looks just off of a, you know, dribble drive. And that's something that they're not necessarily sure that Javante or Skyler has as much of that yet. I mean, some of the passes Tremont makes on a regular basis are just um, unbelievable. So uh, I I think they're going to look fundamentally different in the, in the half court. Um, but I think Will Wade likes that. I, I, he and and he talked about it a little bit early in last year, where he said, "Can I take the reins off these guys?" And he did, and it, it was a disaster, to be honest. Early in the season, um, you know, they lost to likes of Oklahoma State and Florida State, and uh, they just had some rough goes. And he kind of clamped down and started. They started running more sets, and and that's when they kind of settled in. So I think they will look fundamentally different. Um, in a way, uh, but look, they're still going to want to get up and down and play really, really, really hard defensively. Is Will Wade allowed to recruit and all that? Yes. Oh yeah, he's back. Um, he's going to be out on the trail this weekend. Uh, I know he's been spending uh, you know time in Baton Rouge and all of that uh, over the last few days, but um, he's uh, he's back. I fully expect him to be out on the trail this weekend. I, I mean, I haven't. I haven't got that confirmed, but look, they they don't have any official visitors this weekend. He's reinstated, and they've got to get back out there and get a head start on 2020. So I, I expect him to be out on the trail. Um, 
what do you think the new AD will think about, quote, strong-ass offers and how we'll manage himself during the phone conversation? Will he think it gives the university a black eye? Will he want to start as LSU's AD with that hanging over the basketball program? I mean, look, guys, like, it's not a great look. I, I mean, everybody knows that. But nothing's proven. I mean, it, you know, Bruce Pearl and, and what kind of hung around their program uh, in terms of what their assistants did, it, you know, that one of their assistants remained suspended. Um, from it all. So, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, nobody likes it, I'm sure. But I mean, like, what are you going to do? I mean, right now, there's no proof of any of that. So um, you just got to kind of take it as it is, I guess, right now. Uh, Finally, uh, with the uh, basketball uh, questions, this is the last one. What What will we do without the five spot next year with with the five spot next year without any true centers. Well, if they get Kadeem side, they get a true center and then you don't know what they can get in the graduate transfer market. So I say like hold off judging the whole roster right now and just kind of see where things go there. Basketball is very different than football. As many of you know, it's, um, it's, it's early as weird as it is to say, as we sit here in April 24th already in the late signing period, it is different. I can tell you that. So, uh, I would hold off for now, see what happens. You, you never know if, um, you know, and somebody else, and, and players are still announcing their transfer. So uh, there's tons of, tons of, tons of options out there. There really are. It's a matter of getting one that can contribute. I can also say this, like uh, Cortese Cooper is a legit 6'10", six, six, right in that range, um, and has a ridiculous wingspan. So he's going to play center, and he's going to continue to uh, – bulk up as well. He's going to be super skilled as well. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that goes. That'll wrap it up with the football side of things. Uh, moving on to the uh, football side of uh, everything. It's a, a big official visit weekend. One of those players that will be coming in uh, is Rakeem Jarrett, five-star wide receiver out of Baltimore area. Um, look, I, I think when asked if, if LSU is a legit player in this recruitment, I, I really do. I mean, look, you're getting him on campus. Uh, he's somebody that um, they've done a great job prioritizing. And uh, Coach O has a lot of connections in this area. I mean, he recruited it fairly well. Um, and he's not out of Baltimore. He's out of Washington, D.C. But um, he's a top 20 overall player. He's number 16 overall in the composite. I mean, he's... Six foot, 190 pounds. He's how you draw him up nowadays in terms of guys that really can go. Um, I mean, they're they're a player. I mean, I know he's he's visited Tennessee and Bama, Ole Miss and and Georgia a few times. And Ohio State has crystal ball picks. Tennessee has crystal ball picks. And Maryland even has one. But LSU's getting him on campus for an official visit this weekend. And and uh, look, I mean, they, they they're a player and. Um, they're going to be one to watch on this one. So don't be, wouldn't shock me. Um, I know they have, you know, look, they have a, they have a, you know, I would say they'll have work to do to get him committed and get him, get him to stick, but, but they'll have a chance. If they get Rakeem Jarrett in, they're done. They're done with three wide receivers in the class. Um, Kayshawn Butte is not going anywhere. I feel really good about Jermaine Burton sticking. I spoke with his mom. Um, she, Ended up not wanting to do a story with us, but she spoke and was great and candid about everything and said, look, no more visits. 
Um, and, and she seemed fairly firm on that. So, um, I would say she, she was really firm and, and they're moving back to Georgia, Georgia as well. Um, when Jermaine goes to LSU, but, um, at two, maybe three, I mean, they, they, they don't need to reach on anybody. And, uh, so I say two to three, uh, in this class in terms of wide receivers. Who do I think the next football commitment will be in the 2020 class? This is a really, really good question. Uh, I could see um, Des Moines Kennedy, the outside linebacker from Alabama, um, as being the one that that could pop next. I mean, LSU just lost uh, Jaden Navarrete, which I think, look, I mean, Navarrete, sometimes these athletes, and we kind of saw this with Dan Treasy Scott, they worry me in terms of fit. You know, it's nice to just take an athlete sometimes, but if you don't have eye-popping testing numbers and do all of those things, it it can kind of worry me. And Navarrete didn't have those. He had good size, good, good, decent film. But I think it said a lot when he really wanted to play outside or he, he kind of had some bizarre quote about Oregon. But if you get Demoy Kennedy on board, he's just on the fringe of a top 100 uh, prospect in the country out of Alabama. Um, you know, it's somebody that they're very, very high on. That would probably be my best bet uh, as far as as far as who could pop uh, next for for LSU. So that'd be the one to watch uh, for me right now is is um, Demoy Kennedy. Um, as far as Justin Flo, he's a five star linebacker. Is uh, is LSU in the thick of things? I do. I think they're right in the thick of things. Um, I, I don't know if he'll necessarily end up at LSU, but I know they knock it out of the park with, with his visit, um, and he'll be somebody that they'll be in, uh, be in on right 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 till the end. Like I said, I don't I don't know if he'll necessarily go to LSU, but um, you know, there's a lot of confident people not not around LSU that I've talked to that uh, at least feel like LSU's in the mix. Um, do I think with the California kids not named Ricks? Uh, that they stick. So uh, talking about Jermaine Burton, uh, who's committed out of California. Um, really, I mean, that that's... Uh, and then um, uh, Jordan Berry, uh, defensive tackle out of Harbor City, do th- that they stick. Um, I feel really good uh, about Jermaine Burton right now, just from talking with his mom. I thought she was very, like I said, very candid um, and, and one that... Um, you know, like I said, she, uh, you know, she really, really thinks that uh, he's going to stick and stay and and all of those things. So um, I feel I feel really good about them uh, with with Jermaine Burton. I think Jordan Berry is going to be one that uh, they're going to end up wanting him to camp uh, just because of how big he is. They want to make sure that you know, look, I mean, he's he's staying in shape. He's working. I know he posted a, a video on uh, Twitter, Instagram the other day uh, that. Um, you know, it showed him working out and all that stuff. So he, I mean, he's working, but he, he's still a big body. You want to make sure that uh, he's ready to go because his production on film isn't necessarily great. Uh, as far as if there's more California commits on the way for LSU, um, I think two to watch would, would be Justin Flo and um, Kendall Milton, the five-star running back out of Buchanan uh, in Clovis, um, who's, who's a five-star on the composite. 6'2", 220. Those are the two to watch. 
I don't necessarily think from from there there might be anyone else. I think Justin Houston out of Junipero, Sarah, uh, is another outside linebacker. I think if Demoy Kennedy decided to trend elsewhere, that would be one to watch. Uh, he's been high on LSU, said he's going to take a visit. Um, other than that, I think they might just be done at where it stands right now. But um, that would kind of be it. So that kind of wraps up our mailbag portion of the Go 24-7 podcast. There was one, and it's because Sonny and Shay aren't with me. They might not be listening. I was asked, who do I like better? Um, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to answer that. But um, we'll say uh, we've, we've both uh, we've had very, very, very good times together uh, when it comes to uh, going out and, and uh, enjoying a, a well-earned beverage. So... Um, I don't know. It depends on what day you, you catch one of them. Who's who's ready to really uh, turn up a little bit. So, But anyway, uh, it's been a fun podcast, guys. Thanks for all the questions. Again, check us out at go247.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Leave us a rate, rating. Leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week, and uh, we'll catch you again on the pod on, on Monday.